Howdy do, and welcome back to you. It's episode two of the Wheels Up show. Two out of hundreds, maybe. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a very decent amount. Um, I'd like to talk to a bunch of people for a long amount of time and learn all the things. So, hopefully, episode two of thousands. I don't know. That's a lot. Beats me. Um, this podcast, podcast. This podcast is all about embracing. Uh, the journey of life. We'll learn lessons together about business, entrepreneurship, and self-development. My name is Jack Linderman, and I am the founder and CEO of Paragon Productions, a production company based out of Indiana, and I am your host. I mean, not necessarily host right now because we don't have any guests, but you, you get the gist. Roll the intro that I don't have. It's coming, especially when we get guests. It'll be there. Roll in the intro. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, today, I want to talk about the three steps to finding your drive. More than ever, we have so much information at our fingertips. We can learn infinitely more things than previous generations with a simple Google search. Um, but it also seems like there's only really two buckets of productivity when it comes to this. You have your grind never stops, hustle culture, like super toxic sleep when I'm dead sort of thing. And then you have people that are just like infinitely demotivated, uninspired, don't want to do anything. And when you're trying to build something from the ground up, you really don't want to be in either of these. It's so, so important to develop a good relationship with work and productivity, just like it is with food. Um, they both can be very unhealthy in either side of the spectrum. If you're say food, for example, if you're only eating like super clean food and never like treat yourself once in a while, you're only eating chicken, broccoli, and rice for the rest of your life. That sucks. And if you're only eating like zebra cakes for the rest of your life, that's pretty bad too. So it's really important early on uh, to try and develop a very solid relationship with your work as well. I want to take you back a few years to 16 year old me, which was only like almost four years ago. It would have been my sophomore year of high school, say freshman as well. Um, just the general like early high school, junior high days. I felt awful about myself. I was probably in definitely in the second camp of productivity people, right? I didn't feel like doing anything. Um, just generally not confident at all. Felt bad about myself. And uh, I, I don't think that's uh, weird for any 16, 15 year old to feel. Um, it's pretty normal. But uh, one of the things that stuck with me from that time was finding the gym. I feel like a lot of high school dudes go through this kind of transformation where you know, you have your tall, lanky dudes that are like, hey, I want to finally put on muscle and feel good about myself. That was me. So some of you might be feeling like me when I was 14, 15, 16, right? And you, uh, you just don't have an inspiration or spark in your life. Um, the first thing out of these three tips that uh, helped me was to first put yourself in a, a scenario, it doesn't matter what it is, where you can see some sort of progress. Any sort of progress is the ultimate motivator in my opinion. And I'm a very like numerically driven person. So the gym was perfect for me. I didn't really, I mean, I cared about putting on muscle and size, um, but that was mostly driven by like seeing my weight go up right on the scale or lifting more weight 
week to week at the gym. And so that brings me to point one. Put yourself in a position to see progress. If you are laying in bed all day and then you're saying that, oh, I just can't find something that I'm passionate about or I can't find uh, my drive or you're just going to work and coming home and that's it, um, you're not putting yourself in a position to see truly fulfilling progress in your life. For me, finding the gym was huge because I was able to see and track numerical progress week after week, and that helped this drive uh, come into clarity for me. And then aside from physical activity, this could be maybe drinking one more glass of water a day than the day before until you were just like drinking water all the time. I don't know. But if you only drink one glass of water a day and drink two the next, then three the next, in some way, find something, whether it's something that you're crazy passionate about or not, find something that you'll be able to see and track numerical progress on. And that will help you get a step back to actually find something that you're passionate about. When you see momentum in your life, no matter what it's in, it helps build momentum for everything in your life. Going to the gym has no direct impact on my work. It doesn't help me sit at my desk and edit any better, but because I'm seeing progress in that part of my life, it pushes me to want to see progress in every other part of my life. So momentum is momentum, no matter where it's at, and the snowball effect is real. Once you start paying attention to one thing, everything else will follow. The second tip that helped me find my drive in life was to redefine what failure meant for me. So if we go back to the gym for myself, um, say I was going to do 135 for the very first time on the bench press and 16 year old me is super hyped up. I'm beast mode in it. I'm coked up on pre-workout and creatine. I'm ready to go. And I go for that one rep and I fail. Now, 16 year old me would have been very upset and very sad, but as I've learned over um, a few years is redefining what failure means to you um, is one of the best ways to keep yourself on track. Um, I used to beat myself up a lot for failure. Uh, there's a, a story of one time when I was playing piano at our church and it was a super easy song that I was going to play. Uh, it was Amazing Grace. I was going to play it for our offertory and I thought I had it in the bag. Super easy. I've been playing piano for a few years and I get up on stage and I start to play the keys in my finger trips and I hit one wrong note. And because I'd built up such this huge wall uh, in my head against failure, that if I mess up one thing, everything else will crumble. That is exactly what happened. I hit one wrong note and then I just kept hitting wrong notes until eventually um, little old me was actually banging my hands on the piano in front of our congregation of, I don't know, like a hundred people. Um, I don't even know if it's that 50 people. I'm from a very small town. Um, actually started banging the piano and ran off the stage crying. I had built up such this wall of failure in my head that seeing one little glimpse of it totally destroyed me. Now, when I think about failure, I, I think, okay, that sucks, but it's giving me another opportunity to, to do better the next time. It's giving me another opportunity to learn. 
and maybe I don't get an opportunity to do it next time. Maybe it, it actually is the end of whatever this opportunity was. But in some way, I've learned. Everything in life is a learning experience. And if I can approach failure as, okay, that didn't work. Now what can I do the next time? Um, or in another part of life, what can I do? Um, it, it removes a lot of that weight from your shoulders. And uh, I, I think that has been a huge part in helping me find some drive because I'm not so scared anymore uh, to really like push for something and have it fall flat on its face. You will feel more driven and your passions will come more into focus when you're not scared to fail. The last part of this is don't approach the things you're interested in alone. Now, this doesn't mean you have to have a friend to go do something. I'm, it's great to be comfortable by yourself doing things, but don't hold everything into yourself. Don't keep it all to yourself. Um, I got into mountain biking uh, because I went and rode like a super, a super shitty like road bike on a mountain biking trail with some buddies um, in the summer a year ago. And I loved it, even though it was rough and terrible on this bike. Um, I did it with friends and it came into focus that this is something that I really love and I want to keep doing it. I'm just not on a bad road bike anymore. <laughs> when it comes to the gym or music, I love sharing those experiences with people because it pushes me to be better. If I have another friend that is going to the gym, a friend, a little bit of friendly competition doesn't hurt anyone. Same thing in music. We can learn new things and show them to each other. Um, taking on things together is one of the best ways to improve your drive for it. So how does this translate practically, right? Like we can talk about all these concepts, but maybe there's not like a concrete idea in your head of how this could work out. Um, so let's take, let's take baking, for example. Um, you've sat on your bed and you thought, Maybe I like baking, maybe baking would be fun, but you just don't really have any drive to go and do it. Uh, you don't feel motivated to go and do it. So the, the first step of this, right, is to put yourself in a position to see progress. So aside from baking, maybe it's just in the kitchen, you already like cooking a little bit, um, or maybe you don't and you can choose something else. Um, but choose something, let's say it's baking, and make your goal to learn one recipe every week you're making progress every single week you're adding a recipe to your memory you're having numerical progress week after week that's going to get you motivated and help you find your drive to see if you actually like doing this or not um, if you already had no interest in baking beforehand uh, maybe you go to the running thing you try to run a mile and a second less or run two miles instead of 1.9 Find something, no matter what it is, where you can track some sort of progress week after week or month after month. Two, redefine failure. So you're baking, you decided to bake these super sweet brownies um, and you, you go to taste them and they're terrible. You totally, totally effed it up. They're burnt, they taste bitter, it's awful. Now you could sit there, beat yourself up and be like, holy crap, man, I suck at baking. I'm never gonna bake again in my life. Or you could taste your really bad brownie and you could think, okay, that brownie is really bad, but I'm gonna try it again tomorrow or next week and I'll do something a little bit different and I'm gonna see if that works. It's okay that it's bad. It's okay if it's mediocre. 
and it's okay if it's great too but next time you can try it again and do things a little bit differently and last on your baking journey don't do it alone so you go and make your brownies and instead of you tasting them you give them to your mom and your mom says they're terrible yada yada you go and do it again you make the brownies this time they're better you give them to your mom and your mom says oh my gosh honey these brownies are better than last week's nothing feels better than that it's one thing to tell yourself that but to hear from someone else um, that you are making progress that is huge and it's such a powerful motivator and it, it really helps passions uh, come in clearly when I was able to play guitar and start out really bad playing like single string songs and then eventually we want to play some stuff that I would hear on the radio and people say no you're sounding good that's huge and it's not because you're seeking the attention of it and you're getting affirmation that hey I actually am making progress and that will help you see do I really care about this like is this something I'm passionate about and this drive me because if it makes you feel really good and you love it, then probably, and you probably are on your way to finding something that you're passionate about and that will drive you and motivate you. Now, the important part here is that motivation comes and goes, right? Um, so in the same way you wanna redefine failure, redefine how you feel about motivation, it will come and go and you'll feel super psyched about things for a little bit and then you won't care about them for a little bit and then it'll come back on, right? I've done video now for over 10 years, which is wild. Um, and sometimes I don't want a thing to do with it. I don't want to look at the camera, touch it. I don't want to edit anything. And that's okay. That's totally okay. People burn out and come back. Um, it's just important to set a healthy relationship with how you're approaching motivation and drive and not expecting it to be there all the time because it won't. But if you, if you know in your heart, know in your head, that this is something that makes you happy, then I think it's worth pursuing. That's all I got for episode two of the Wheels Up show. Um, yeah, we'll go to episode three in a few days. Probably not another week, actually. It's going to be just a few days. Um, we'll do episode three and uh, then episode four. And then we'll have our first guest on the show. Maybe, maybe that will be episode four. I'm not sure yet. Still, uh, still trying to iron out the kinks. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed, let me know. Leave a comment, or if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, give it a give it a follow. Give it a. I don't even know. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just uh, like to hear myself talk and talk about things that make me happy, and uh, hopefully can spread some of that a little bit. Um, for now, peace out. Thank you. This has been the Wheels Up Show, Episode Two. We'll be back. See ya.